0: Once upon a time, there was a town called Hamlin. Hamlin was a prosperous town. It was a port town in the river Wessa, which is full of corn would come down the river Wessa and unload at Hamlin. There were silos full of corn in Hamlin, which is full of wheat, would come up the river Wessa and unload at Hamlin. There were silos full of wheat in Hamlin. With silos full of corn and wheat came mills for grinding the corn and wheat bakeries for baking bread and cakes, shops for selling the bread and cakes, and of course, people for eating. The people were so prosperous and busy loading and unloading, milling, baking and eating that they didn't notice all the litter and rubbish that was accumulating in the streets. And of course, with the rubbish came the rats. There were rats everywhere in Hamelin, rats in the corn silos, rats in the wheat silos, rats in the bakeries, rats in the shops, rats in the streets, and rats in the houses. The rats bred and grew and grew and bred and soon there were so many rats that life became quite miserable for the citizens of Hamelin. They couldn't bake a cake, take a bath or sleep in their beds without the rats joining into. The rats even nibbled on the ears of babies sleeping in their cots. Something had to be done. The people of Hamlin made their way to the town square and knocked on the big brass doors of the town hall and demanded to know what the Lord Mayor was going to do about the rats. The Lord Mayor appeared on the balcony in his black robes and got chains and made a speech. Good citizens of Hamlin, you may rest assured that what needs to be done is being done. Don't you worry about that. The good citizens of Hamelin weren't too sure about that, but they went home to their houses to see what would be done. But nothing was done. There was just so much rubbish in the streets and just as many rats in the mills, the bakeries, the shops and the houses. In fact, there were more rats. The rats crept growing and breeding and breeding and growing and eating and eating. They ate anything they could get their own on. Nothing or no one was safe from the rats. The people were angry and marched to the town square and pounded on the big brass doors and to know exactly what the Lord Mayor was going to do. When no Lord Mayor appeared on the balcony, the people start to chant, no rats, no rats, no rats, no rats. Finally, the Lord Mayor peered on the balcony in his black robes and gold chains and announced somewhat nervously that he had a definite plan of action. Good citizens of Hamlin, you will please to know that I, the Lord Mayor, have given orders that a large hole in the ground will be dug on the outskirts of Hamlin, and into that hole will be swept all of the rubbish in the streets and all of the rats that can be found and killed. Soon, Hamlin will be clean and clear of rats. Soon the large hall in the ground was full of stinking rubbish and the bodies of dead rats, and hurriedly covered over with dirt, but it was not enough, there were too many rats in too many hiding places all over the town and too much food for them, in the silos and bakeries and shops and houses, and they grew and bred and bred and grew just as fast as before. And Now with the rats came a plague of fleas, and with the fleas came a strange sickness. Some children and old people had already died. A plague was on Hamelin. As you can imagine, the people of Hamelin were even angrier. They marched once more to the town square. Each of them carried with them a dozen of dead rats as proof of failure of the Lord Mayor's plan. They threw the rats in a pile in the middle of the square and from a pole they hung an effigy that looked remarkably like the Lord Mayor in his black robes and escort chains. They start chanting, No rats or no mayor. No rats or no mayor. No rats or no mayor. When the Lord Mayor did come out on his balcony, he was surrounded by his councillor and he announced rather nervously that the council had, in view of the rather desperate situation, agreed to offer a magnificent reward of 1,000 guilders to any person who could read the town of the Rats. The very next day a stranger appeared in Hamelin. He was different to everyone else. His clothes were colorful and seemed to come from many different places. He wore a hat covered with feathers and shells and bones. From a long scarf hung a silver pipe. The stranger followed the carts up from the port and he saw the silos full of corn and the silo full of wheat and the mills and bakeries and shops and houses and people and rubbish and rats. He walked quietly to the town square and knocked on the big brass doors of the town hall. He told the mayor and his consular that for a thousand gold guilders he could read handling of the rats that infested it. The mayor and agreed, greed and the pipe paper stabbed outside. He stood in the square and looked quietly around. He took a deep breath and blew a note on his silver pipe that spoke to the rats of far-off places, of woods and forests, of rocks and mountains. He blew another note that spoke to the rats of foxes and wolves and hawks and eagles. He blew a third note, and all of the rats in the Hamlin started scurrying towards the Pied Piper. They scurried out of doors, out of windows, out of drains, and out of holes. They scurried down the lanes and streets toward the square. Now the Pied Piper started to play a dancing tune and he danced out of the square, and the rats followed long behind. They moved out of town and towards the port. At the riverside, the piper stopped, and he placed his one toe in the water, and as he continued playing, the rats continued dancing across the wharves and into the, in the river. Respirate the thousands down south of the town, across the wharves, and splash into the river, where they were drowned. When the last one had disappeared beneath the waters of the weather, the piper stopped. He stood quietly looking at the water for a while and then turned and walked back to the town square. The good people of Hamley were celebrating the victory against the rats. At last, they were free of the pestilence. The Lord Mayor and all of his councilors were up on their balconies slapping each other on the back and making speeches. The Pied Piper waited for quiet space and asked for his 1,000 gold guilders. The mayor called out "Say, everyone called here, a thousand gold guilders? How could you have possibly earned a thousand guilders? Why? Everyone saw how well the rats were drowning themselves in the river. All you did was dance about and play on that silly little pipe of yours, you'd be satisfied with 40 guilders and think yourself lucky at that. To the shame of the people of Hamlin, they agreed with the mayor and laughed at the Pied Piper as he walked quietly out of the town. The next day was a religious feast and all of the adults were in the church as he walked back to the town. He stood quietly for a while in the coin store in the town square and they took a breath and played a note that spoke to the children of faraway places, clean air and sparkling rivers. He blew another note that spoke to the children of fun and games and whales and dolphins and bright-colored parrots. He blew a third note and all of the children started to run and jump and skip out of the houses towards the town square. As they ran and jumped and skipped towards him, the Pied Piper started to dance out of the square towards the port. The adults in the church heard all of the children go past and they rushed out of the church to see what's happening. They out to the children to stop and come back but it was like they could no longer hear their parents' voices. The parents were relieved when they saw the Pied Piper turn away from the river and dance with the children towards the mountain. The relief turned to horror. Though when a small door appeared in the side of the mountain and the first Pied Piper And then the children start to run and jump and skip inside. The parents run up to stop them but it was too late. All of the children but one boy who was hopping along on crutches and couldn't keep up disappeared inside the mountain and the small door slammed shut so tightly that no one could tell exactly where it had been. The people raised up with shovels and peaks and started furiously digging holes in the mountain side, but it was all to no avail. The small boy on crutches tried to tell them of the sounds of faraway places, clean air and sparkling rivers, and fun and games and whales and dolphins, and bright-colored parrots but no one seemed too able to hear. In time the people got over their shock and life started to go on again. Pites full of corn came down the river Wessa and unloaded at Hamelin. Soon there were silos full of corn once again in Hamelin. Pites full of wheat came up the river Wessa and unloaded at Hamelin. There were silos full of wheat once again in Hamelin but they never forgot the Pied Piper and they always paid their debts in full and on time.